Good evening and welcome to the Trust the Wizards podcast. This is a special episode dedicated to MJ Hibbert and the Validators. I'm speaking tonight with Mark Hibbert. Good evening, Mark. Hello, hello, good evening. And my name is Chuitzo Garbanzo. So we're here to talk about uh, the, the Validators' new album, uh, Still Valid, uh, which is, I mean, is it about the sixth or seventh album? How many? Uh, yeah, it's all, ah, now, um, gosh. Uh, about our seventh, I think, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've just realised a few days ago there's a couple on Spotify that I don't even have. Oh, uh, oh so, right. So, yeah, um, there's a wonderful Wednesday and things like that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll have to speak to you about ordering them afterwards. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll play a track from the album. Um, uh, we, I'm going to play You Make Me Feel Soft Rock. Lovely. Uh, so it sounds to me like it's the ultimate uh, middle-aged love song that mark what i would hope so that was the that's what i was trying for yes yes yeah um and uh you, you've got stuff it's got the use of the word wazak in it as well yeah well i'm from the fence in it so um that's one of the words that we where i come from yeah it's, it's one of those words whenever i say it people just look at me and think what 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 does that mean yeah, I thought, yeah. you know where i come from it's, it, uh... you, it's kind of onomatopoeic you can tell what it means can, even yes. if you've never heard the word before yeah. are you aware of that word being used in the in the realm of popular music before? I've not heard it before, no. I'd be surprised, surely, somebody might. It's such a lovely word to sing. It is, yeah. Yeah, but I think I think you might be breaking new ground there. Wow, as ever. Okay, yes. <laughs> okay so let's hear You Make Me Feel Soft Rock. Radio 5 You make me 
Yes, yeah, Still Valid is the name of the album. And uh, tell us about the, the validators. Who, who are these mysterious uh, heroes? These, uh, these enigmatic creatures. <laughs> they are of us all together. Uh, the other four are uh, Frankie Machine, uh, which is his stage name, which is the Ringo Starr of the group. Uh, he's our bass player. And he, he he has his own career as a singer songwriter as well. We played uh, uh, the one about how great everything is. Oh, that's good, mate! It's a wonderful good, song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we played Love that on our best of 2015 podcast. Oh, last, yeah. Uh, no, it's great. That it took him about three years to record that flipping album. I was badgering him for <laughs> well three years to get on with it and, and bloody do it. Uh, so yes, uh, yes, he's great. I, I recommend his stuff for anybody. Yeah, uh, it doesn't, doesn't sound anything like us. Uh, then there's Tom the Tiger McClure, who's our violin player. Uh, Yep, there's him. Uh, he has a famous. Uh, whenever we on the rare occasions we do live gigs, um, if we if you look, you'll hear the tigers roar. Yeah. So originally intended as a way of making fun of him, and he seems to embrace it. <laughs> and then uh, on drums, we've got uh, Tim Patterson, uh, the most important punk in the country, according to Melody Maker in 1998. <laughs> uh, I'm actually wearing one of yeah. There we go. I'm wearing one of Tim's pro, t- pro. Oh, that's right. He, he was in prolapse. Wasn't he was in prolapse. He's, yeah, he's yeah. still in prolapse because they've reformed him. Technically, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, they they haven't done anything for it. Off, but it's about a year since they did the reunion gigs, which is lovely for me because um, the Prolapse reunion was lovely for me because, well, A, I like Prolapse. Yeah. B, it stopped Tim nagging me to get his gigs, which was <laughs> good. Yeah. And C, Tim organised the gigs. Yeah. So he kept going, like, oh, it's really difficult getting people to tell you when they can do a practice. And like after being in the round with him for 17 years, I was going, is it Tim? Yeah. Is that really difficult? <laughs> oh, imagine. Who'd have thought? Uh, yeah. And then on uh, backing vocals, we've got Emma Patterson, last but very much not least. Uh, who performs uh, two things to the band. First of all, the wall of Emmas that you often hear, and second, drinking capacity of the band. I said that's safe in the lodge, you'll never listen to this. So. <laughs> <laughs> which should be too pissed. <laughs> yeah. um, so on the on the album, you've got the song Get Over It, which has been on uh, yeah. Total Hero Team. Yes. Uh, before now. Now, in that song, you're talking about how you uh, there were some things that you dismissed or disliked previously, yes. but you've now got over it. Um, one of those things uh, was dishwashers. What exactly is your problem with dishwashers? Uh, well, my, my, my problem with dishwashers, like all of the things initially, I, was fear. I feared a dishwasher. I, I also had the same fear of uh, a washing machine, but I, I thought that was enough white goods in one song to be going on with. Yeah. And yeah. the problem was uh, responsibility. I feared the responsibility of them because I thought if I have a washing machine or a dishwasher in my house, I'll have to mend it if it breaks. And uh, I, I didn't trust myself to do that. And of course, once you get one, then you have the immense joy of not having to put all your smelly underpants in a big bag to take down the laundrette and indeed not having to do the washing up. Yeah. Which is wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and it's, it's just starting with the whole song is basically a list of things that I pretended I was against for reasons. But actually, I, I, they were just things that frightened me. Yes. And I got over it. Yeah, like Jaffa Cakes. Like Jaffa Cakes. Jaffa Cakes are lovely. I don't know why I ever thought I didn't like Jaffa Cakes. And fear Jaffa Cakes. Terrible things. And, and cabs feared them as well. Stupid things fear. And as recorded in an, in a previous uh, one of your songs, the Smiths, as yes. the story's been told before. Now, on the subject of that song, um, yes. you, you, your song "Hibbert's Golden Rules of Beer." Yes. I think I've spotted one of the one of the uh, um, parts of your genius as a lyricist. Thank you. What, what I'm calling Hibbert's Golden Rules of Songwriting. Right, okay, there are some, good. And uh, I've noticed that a lot of your songs, you kind of have a bit of what what maybe call a sort of twist in yep. the final oh, verse. Oh, in the middle, middle, middle eight, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, an example uh, in the song Red and White Sockets, so yeah. you're talking about this naffold stereo you used to have, and then by the time you get to the last verse, it becomes a metaphor for yourself. 
the 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 uh, the lesson uh, you know not liking things and then going on the demo and, yeah. and how that um there's further examples in the gay train let's just try <laughs> to tell me something pretty much lots every song i've ever written yeah, yeah, my yeah. boss is an indie band once when you become the boss who was in the yeah. indie band once yeah all that stuff okay yeah true oh absolutely true first the first verse the first verse says here is the thing i wish to speak about yes the second verse says I would now illustrate this thing I'd like to think about. Then you have the middle section goes, ah, but what about this? So which comes first then? The 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 thing you want to talk about, the, the you know, what what appears at first to be something fairly mundane and observational, and you think, well, that's an interesting thing, I'll write a song about that, or do you already have the thing no, in no, mind? So the way that the way I write a song is the it, the the way the song progresses is my thought processes about the subject as I'm writing the song. So I'd always start off with going here is a thing that I thought about. Uh, and then we get to the second verse, and I'm thinking, well, here are some examples of what I'm talking about. And then, as I think, I just have an argument with myself. I'm going through. Well, I, I, I would always try to make it so the chorus means something different by the time you get to the end as to what it did at the start of the song. Not always successfully, I, I will grant you that. But, yeah, so it's, that's it. And I just think it's, yeah, it's just the way I write songs. It's just just my method. Well, we'll, we'll play a song that illustrates that very well. Uh the, the, we'll play the lesson of the Smiths in a minute. Uh, how much of this story is true? All of it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, it's, this is one of the songs I've sung so many times I can't actually remember what's in it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hated the Smiths at school. I, I definitely against because all, all the people I knew at school liked them. Uh, one of the people I used to know at school said, oh, did you hate me? Because I was one of the cool kids. And I had to say, you weren't one of the cool kids. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and then the whole take that thing, I was, yes, I was... Uh, I remember sitting on a chair that was broken, watching a TV that was broken in the house we used to live at, where I'm watching Take That in Yellow and Green on an old television and just having an epiphany then. So, yeah, and then yeah. the march that we go at the end was also absolutely true. Yeah, okay, so let's hear the lesson of the Smiths. Right. 
decided not to be so daft And when I contemplate the great mistake I made A little voice finds up to say Remember the lesson of the sticks Just because a bunch of wankers might Doesn't mean that it's shit And remember the lesson of Titan If a pile of pellets pretend to like it Doesn't mean it's crap Now I went out walking on a walk against a wall And I noticed many banners had seen many walks before The usual cliques of not-so-anarchistic sobs Who'll try to kidnap any demonstration relevant Still a bloody good idea And remember the lesson of take that If a part of the pretend to like it doesn't mean it's crap And remember the lesson of the slits Just because a bunch of wankers like it doesn't mean that it's shit Oh yes, if you're dismissing things because they're in with some other crowd You will be the one who's missing out Don't wait for a retrospective, come on, get into it now Or you will be the one who's missing out So another song on the album, uh, Burn It Down and Start Again. You very yeah. kindly uh, gave us an exclusive play of that last night. Yeah, I wasn't it? Yeah. It was, it was for our Election Day special podcast. That was it, yes. um, And it was, a, it was a real highlight on there. Um, in the song, you kind of, uh, the political system needs to be burnt down and, and start again. Yes. Uh, because, as it says in the chorus, the parties are all the same. One year on from that, are you still feeling... The same kind of cynicism and dejection? Uh, yes, for different reasons, I think. I was very annoyed when Jeremy... I mean, I, I, much as I like Jeremy Corbyn, I thought, oh, he's going to write bugger up my song if he becomes a leader. <laughs> Terrible, that was, that was most upsetting. Um, but, yeah, I think so. I, I, I sort of think... Um, again, this, that song is another one where it's just my thought I, as I think about this sort of thing. And the older I get, the more closer I become to becoming a revolutionary anarchist who just wants to go and kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because you just sort of think... I. I I sort of, well, I don't understand despair because I don't despair. But the whole political system, I, I used to get involved with that sort of thing a lot more when I was younger. Go to meetings and go to rallies and you know join parties and uh, join the electoral reform society when I was a teenager. Even and now you think like you see them on television, like the New Labour and the and the Tories. You think, well, you are the same. You you just it's the same, and it's just the. I mean, the God at the moment, the European referendum that's going on at the moment. Yeah. Is basically just makes you want to run out of the street naked, screaming and fight yourself more than anything else, doesn't it? Yes. So, yeah. Yes. I, I think I think that's the thing with it. And like, and as again with that song, as as it goes through, you so I, I, that, that's me trying to think of 
you know, the first verse is about here is a party system that I hate. The second verse is about here are some more examples of things in society. Yeah. Like, I mean, private school, I think, is the cancer in our society that dest- destroys everything in this country. Yeah. And the final verse is just then saying, well, what are you going to do about it? And I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. That's, I mean, that's the bit down. where you kind of turn the gun on yourself in that last yes, verse. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, we, we even had to, I mean, that song got rewritten. Um, we started recording it as it was go again. Because when all the stuff about the uh, all the child abuse scandals was coming out, and all those mm-hmm. all the cover-ups that have come out, yeah. So you sort of think, well, we can't really leave that leave that out. If you're going to talk about how corrupt and depraved the political system is, then we sort of have to go and write a middle eight in that. To yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an uncharacteristically pessimistic song for you. Yes. For you. Uh, you know, is is an example, but lots and lots of others where where it kind of you, you kind of can't help coming out of the song with a optimistic worldview well, i'd hope yeah. so yeah well i, I just think I, I think if you write a song that if i think if you want, want to write a song that says something uh, i i think you've got to complete what you're doing so if you say this is bad then you haven't finished writing the song if you don't say uh and here's why and here's what i think you should do about it yeah and i, I think that's it's bloody easy it's easy to write a pessimistic a pessimistic song is easy Mm. You can just go, isn't this rubbish? Here's some examples of rubbish things. Everybody can find examples of rubbish things. Yeah. What's hard is, and I think it, what's hard is to write an optimistic song saying, this is good because uh, I think people fear standing up for something. People fear being caught out if you say, this is good. And then, God, what if that turns out not to be good? I'll, yeah. I'll, and I think it's something that we get when we're teenagers that you don't want to stand out and then you just stays with this. So that's one of the things I always try. I force myself to say, well, you know, if you're saying this is rubbish, Say what you think should replace it. Yeah, um, but I'm burning down to start again. Uh, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah.
The other, the other, another song we've played previously on a podcast is um, the fight for history. Yeah. Which in the chorus says the fight for history begins the, on the day that Thatcher dies. Yeah. Um, I'll come on to your song on the new album, 1980s as it was, because I can hear some kind of links, yes. thematic links in between oh, yes. those two songs. Uh, how much of what you said in the song did actually occur in the way you thought when Thatcher died? Well, all of it, really. I thought that was. Um... It was a weird experience when that happens because, um, you know, there's a few people who have songs about Thatcher dying. And I think when it happened, it was like, well, I don't really want to jump around and get excited about an old lady dying, mm. even if she was evil, which yeah. she was. Yeah. Uh, and then it, it was very interesting when it happened that that people did try and make it out that, the, you know, the old Tory lies about what a marvellous person was and how she saved Britain. And um, I was very heartened to see that vidge that made an effigy of her in Bundo <laughs> and that sort of thing. I thought, yeah, prefer. Personally, yeah, as an adult, I said that's terrible, that's awful, isn't it? But I did enjoy the fact that somebody had done it, yeah. <laughs> so we'll, but, we'll play the 1980s as it was, uh, yeah. how it was, sorry, 1980s how it was in a minute. Um, so in that song, I feel that you, you kind of pick up on some of the themes of how yes. you were there, I was there. Do you mind me asking how old you, you are? Uh, good question. I'm 45. All right. Good age. 45. That's, that's a good age to be, Mark. Okay. I'm also 45. Uh, right, so... so uh, yeah, the, you know, the the, uh, the things like the minor strike was slap bang yeah. in the middle of your political Jeez. awakenings in, in, yes. in some way. Yeah, same for okay. me. Um, and um, uh, you talk about how the history is kind of told by the winners in yes. that song um, and how um, the, the way that it's always portray portrayed when you have these clip shows of saying that was the 1980s. It's all big hair and and who shot Jr. and that that one fucking bit of stock footage they always show of of the people in the city jumping around. Yes, yes. Yeah, wasn't like that. Wasn't like that at all. No, exactly. Yeah, and I think it was. I saw some photographs. There's a guy uh, called Chris Ports who's a photographer who um, walks around Peterborough taking photographs and has done for decades. And he's got some amazing pictures of what Peterborough was like in the 1980s. And what it was like was dirty and and every well it's like exactly like someone says everybody looked poorly. There was either old people or young people. There was no in between, and I, I just the contrast of that and what you see on television is what what the song's about. Everything is dirty, smoke and litter everywhere. Everything is broken, and no one has washed their hair. 
Everybody's either very young or really old. Everyone looks poorly and is wrapped up for the cold. This is the 1980s, how it was. But it's not the version we are shown because history's rewritten by the people who did best from it. They find that as a singer who's uh, known uh, for kind of well first you, am I right in saying that the first thing that people really knew about you was hey hey 16k is that yes, right yes, definitely, um, yeah. and which is a you know a humorous song yeah do you find that as someone who's who is more known as a humorous songwriter and you you know you perform at Edinburgh Festival and stuff that when you write the more serious political stuff that people dismiss it or uh, no disappointingly not to be honest <laughs> I've I've kind of all and all the time I've been doing this, I I have always had arguments in my head with a, a magical person who turns up and says, "Well, all you write is funny songs, so you can't be serious." Mm-hmm. And I've got a brilliant oh, just you ate that guy when that happens. <laughs> oh, I tear him apart. But nobody's ever said it. Nobody's ever said it. Partly because I think that um, I'm at a, I'm at sort of such a low level that you're not 
nobody's ever, I'm never foisted on anybody. Nobody's ever forced to listen to me. Yeah. If you're listening to me, it's because you've staggered drunkenly past the stage I'm playing at, in which case you can go away, <laughs> or, or you want to be doing it. So, and I think, yeah, I, I think it's fine. It's, it's nice, really. I think most people who listen to my stuff do realise that it is perfectly possible to have something to say and be funny about it. I think it's... Um, I think in the the crazy world of pop music, um, it's not done as often as in other areas of the arts. I was sort of thinking if you look at literature, um, most literature that is serious is also has also jokes in it. Yeah. And same with films. Same with all, same same with plays a bit. But I, I find it strange that pop music doesn't go for that sort of thing very much. But I think yeah. it's probably because so much pop music is based on the needs of teenagers who are who want to be serious about things, who are not going to be funny about things. Again, because they're scared of not being taken seriously. And a lot of pop stars are in it, or rock stars uh, seem to be in it for the posing and for the looking cool and, and you know, and, and being humorous or even, you could argue, being intelligent isn't really part of that. Yeah, true, true. So when you were recording the album, have you got any, uh, or on recent tours, have you got any additional tales of uh, to add to the lyrics of your song Rock and Roll Mayhem? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, things. Oh God, what's happened? Like, well, not much lately. Not much has happened because um, we're all about the same age as we're all in our mid forties. So we tend not to play as often as we used to. Mm -hmm. And in fact, we've developed a brilliant new way of doing brilliant gigs. Just lately, that's not doing a gig in the middle of it. It's brilliant. <laughs> so just just a couple of months ago, we had we went out. Um, we went for a curry as a band. And it was just in the middle where you have to lug stuff around and wait and listen to it. Basically, we went to the pub, had a right old natter. Then instead of doing a gig, we had a curry. And then we had some, it was brilliant. I'd hardly recommend yeah. to anybody. So I think, yeah, ACDC were playing just like, just down the road from me the other way. I thought, what, ACDC, have a curry instead. You don't even need to hire Axel Rose to do that. Yeah. That would be fine. He'd probably so eat he, your curry. He, pro he probably would. And, and he, I bet, I bet. And all your pop He'd be the guy at the end going, "Oh, shall we just pay for our own?" And that's, <laughs> that's, that's I, I, I didn't have Papa Downs. That's how Axel Rose would rock. Yeah, um, guns and doses. Guns and doses. That's very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, in in your uh, you know glamorous uh, rock and roll lifestyle that you that you yeah. clearly lead, um, have you got to meet any of your heroes over the years? And yeah, I have. Um, I met Billy Bragg once in a record shop. Uh-huh. And uh, he signed a rec he signed a poster for me and uh then I ran away and he said you've forgotten your poster. So that was beautiful. That was an amazing moment. Yeah. I mean, uh but the main the main person is uh, John Otway is my absolute number one hero. Yeah. Who I've I've met on a number of occasions. I've played a couple of gigs with him and he's he's come and play my totally cutie night. And uh, he's a lovely man. He's just uh yeah, an all-around wonderful human being that's made uh, the planet a better place. Yes. And basically created the modern world the way the music works now is basically piloted by John Otway. Yeah. About always about five years before anybody else did it. He's just in a thing. Um, he's he's um, restoring Monster Rats economy next. He's just in a thing where he's done a, he's done a Kickstarter because basically he invented Kickstarters before Kickstarter yeah. invented. Um, and uh, he's going to have to record his new album in Monster Rat. And, you know, normally on a Kickstarter campaign, you have the person who's running it going, oh, yeah, we need some money to uh, make a record. Uh, his one has got the president of Monster Rat. On it, saying yes, John Otway will be welcomed as a rock, as, like all our rock stars. Welcome back, John Otway, to to Monster Rat. So yeah, uh, he's great. He's my favourite. Good for him. And have you met anybody uh, that uh, that was a twat? Uh, and if you haven't, uh, then feel free to make something up. Uh, in general, I have met twats in my life. Yes, who's a big? I mean, I mean, like you know, famous, you know, 
yeah. some names here, Mark. Oh, I couldn't do that. No, <laughs> I, 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 I did meet a long, long time ago. I met the lead singer of um, a, a stereo lab, and I, he, he, he was a bit boring. That's oh. uh, okay. I mean, the, the person I also I meet and I, I'd absolutely hate was the journalist Simon Price. Oh, right, with, with the spiky hair guy. With, with the spiky Manic, hair. Manic Street Breaches. That's the, one, that's the one, yes. We've, we've had a few contretemps over the years. But then I did a gig uh, called, um, was it Museum Show? Science Show Off, um, which was, was, Science Show Off is a thing where uh, lecturers and academics get up and talk about their chosen subject yeah. as a stand-up comedy. And occasionally they do one with not them. They did one about rock. And uh, yes, yeah, Simon Price was playing at that. And it was just really weird because I thought, oh, I'm going to have to go, what about the wits this is going to be? And he was just sitting backstage being a bit nervous about going on and doing his talk. And I thought, oh. Yeah. And he talked a bit like Julie Birchill. <laughs> and I thought, oh, it's difficult. It's, it's, it's difficult to hate people. You usually yeah. just hate people when you meet them, I find. He does write very well about the Manic Street Preachers, as he you does. said. He yes. does. Um, um, so have you got any plans? Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Dinosaur Planet. Any, any future plans for more musicals? Yes, well, the plan is, I mean, the whole plan with this album was not to do a concept album because when we did the Dance of Planet album, that took three years. Yeah. Uh, and we said, well, we're not doing that again. We're going to do a simple, straightforward, um, 10 songs, half an hour. And we did. It took four years, uh, which was not quite what we were expecting. Uh, but the plan is, I'm not planning to do a full cast recording one again. Yeah. Uh, so not in the near future. But we all, yeah, me, me and my friend uh, Steve, we do, total, like you said, you mentioned Total Hero Team, we've done uh, four or five, I think, rock operas, but it's just the two of us. Uh, we've just finished one called Hey A16K that's come out on DVD, in fact. Um, so what we're doing is we're having a bit of a break for the next year, because uh, I'm starting a PhD, and you've got this album to come out and all that sort of thing. But then, yeah, hopefully uh, in the future we're going to do a pantomime next. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, yes, that's basically as far as I've got <laughs> with it. So uh, where, where, where should people go to buy the new album? Uh, they can go to uh, mjhibbert.co.uk. Uh, it's out on July the 4th, it's coming out. And oh. so we're, if you want to buy a copy of a CD version, uh, it's from our website and only from our website because I can't be bothered with schlepping around trying to get people to have copies that they won't pay me for in shops. Yeah. Um, uh, we're calling it a limited edition. We're doing exactly the same as we always have done. And it's always been limited because nobody's bought it. So I thought I might call it that to go with. But if they want to buy it online, uh, it's going to be on YouTube and, uh, well, ev ev not on YouTube. <laughs> uh, what is it? iTunes. iTunes. Right. iTunes and, you know, everything. All of them sort of things you can get a download version of. But presumably you'll get more of the cut if they buy it direct from you. I'll get all of the cut if they buy it direct from me. Excellent. And pr practically none of the cut if they don't. Yeah. So buy it, buy it directly from yeah. on the website. Or uh, our band camp page as well. I've got a bank. If you go to mjhibby.co.uk, there's a link to our band camp page as well. Okay. Okay. Uh, I've got a few questions. Uh, you're, you're from Peterborough, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we found out a few years ago that some states in the USA have got their own official rock song, as well as having an anthem. Uh, so in Ohio... Hang on, Sloopy is the official rock song oh, yes, of Ohio, yeah, yeah. and I can't remember which state it is, but Oklahoma, I think it's Oklahoma has got uh, the Flaming Lips for theirs. Oh, really? So, um, for Cambridgeshire or Peter, we, we started a campaign. It has, it's it's safe to say it hasn't really taken off that much. But we started a campaign at Trust the Wizards to get a, an official rock song for every county of the UK. Right, uh, and we got to about ten counties where we, which we found for. We didn't get one for Cambridgeshire, so 
Have you got any any suggestions? Anything that springs to mind? Springs to mind for Cambridgeshire. Well, nothing really much springs to mind for Cambridgeshire. Full stop. Right. This is that sort of um, the the glory. What did you get for Leicestershire then? Uh, no, we didn't have anything for Leicestershire. Well, you want to have Leicester yeah. Fiesta for Leicestershire? I'd recommend that. Is, is, is that who's that by? Who's that Kasabian, is it? Uh, it's a Leicester Fiesta. <laughs> it's a great song. I can't remember. It's by. It's a one-hit wonder. Right. That was, uh, but yes, if you, if you, it's on YouTube, if you. But yeah, for Cambridgeshire, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I could, if forced, to come up with one of mine. I, I could do. But yeah, otherwise, I mean, that's still with Peterborough. Is apparently one of the most psychogeographically dead areas uh, in the whole country. Right. Apparently, because not much has ever happened. Has ever happened there. Well, it's got nothing. You mean? No. Yeah. Right. No, no, nothing has made its mark. I mean. Uh, like Alan Moore would say that Northampton has got a rich history of all sorts of crazy things happening. Yeah. However much you dig in Peter, I think um, it's, it's, got, it's, it's got a big shoe museum, isn't it? Northampton, yes, it would. It's yeah. got that. It's got Elton John's big boot from Tommy. Oh, has it? Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and not uh, that's the only thing I can remember about it. But yeah, not much else there worth seeing. I wouldn't make know. a special trip if I were you. I wouldn't make a special trip, but if you're there, the mar- the marketplace is very nice. And- White game was a game that we used to play in scouts we go to the park after dark and basically run about There was a local competition that took place every year We needed a team that could win or at least come somewhere near So the football heroes and the popular kids The boys who got the girls Carried the hopes of all the troop But there were two teams because there was a bedwetter A backwards kid, a big fat lad and me In the Peterborough All Saints Wygate Team Group B Skipped a cuzzle to one side and said Scouts do your best Team A, I wanted to go for the gun Team B, try not getting a mess the macho lads were confident, set up with fire and noise. Hey! Got into fights all that night and failed to score a point. But while we might have disappointed Lord Baden Powell, we did surprisingly well. For a bedwetter, a backwards kid, a big fat lad and me, we were the Peterborough All Saints, why game team group B. And when we got back, to the safety of the pack They were surprised you see we had Secreted in our bag A trophy inscribed with In second place And then the following List of names There was a bedwetter A backwards kid A big fat lad and me It said the Peterborough All Saints Why game team group B and if you're thinking this must be some metaphor for a way of life, well, you might be right, and I'll tell you something more. Since that day I've realised you can be a star, no matter what your lot in life. Even if you are a bedwetter, a backwards kid, or a big fat lad like me, you can join the Peterborough All Saints. Why game team group B? Come join the Peterborough All Saints. Why game team? If you could somehow uh, magic yourself into any band, past or present, which yeah. band would you like to be in? I couldn't be in the Beatles, of course. Who wouldn't? <laughs> it wouldn't do that. It'd be amazing. You mean would you would you replace one of the existing four Beatles, no, or no, just no, be no, a no. fifth guy? 
I just stand at the back. I just stand at the back and go, wow, amazing. <laughs> and I take a, a tape recorder with me as well. That's what I do. Because uh, I'm, I'm a massive Beatles fan. I love everything and absolutely everything. I, I will talk to you about the Beatles for about a million years. Um, and I love the bootleg stuff. And I really like the bootleg stuff where each other. Yeah. And there's quite a few bits during the recording of Let It Be where I, I have read, this much I like the Beatles, I have read whole books of the transcripts of their bootleg conversations during the Let It Be sessions. And there's some bits where they don't know what they were saying. And they're the most interesting bits. They sort of wander off. They, they're sort of going, Paul. <laughs> Klein and all this sort of thing. Oh, you think, oh, I just want to stand around there and just see what they were saying. And, you know, the bit, all, all, all the stories that I know and love about you sort of, you know, the, the whole thing about I don't like your tie and all this sort of yeah. thing. And, Did Yoko really steal George's biscuits? <laughs> These are the questions I'd answer for history. <laughs> okay, so I've got two questions that we ask everybody that we interview on Trust the Wizards. Uh, and I have to ask you, otherwise um, our, our listener would, would take to the streets and riot. Um, first question. Uh, I haven't heard any reference to cricket, or I don't remember hearing any reference to cricket in your nope. lyrics, but um, it's a subject that divides the wizards uh, right. very much so. Uh, cricket, is it is it really good, or is it just a lot of bollocks? Uh, cr- cricket is quite good. Ah, okay. uh, not, not, not something that I would ever watch on purpose. Okay. Uh, when it's on, the old, again, it's one of those things, the older I get... Uh, the more I go, oh, I see. I, I used to, what's the point of cricket? What's the point of cricket? Yeah. It's just some boring. And then you're like, yeah, a bit older, and you're like, oh, I see. It's an excuse to sit and drink beer and read the paper and talk to your mates. I understand. That, and then keep big that, notes of things. That's what that's what my uh, um, the other two wizards say. But I, I, I always put it to them that you could do all those things without necessarily having cricket. Ah, yes. You could just go to the pub and do that anyway. You could. But it's like going on holiday, isn't it? You could sit and relax on a sofa and not do anything at home, but you won't. You need to be out, there needs to be a thing to make you do it. That's right. Good point. Okay. Uh, the, the other question is the, is the, the breakfast question. Uh, right. um, if you go to a cafe, yeah. uh, this is ba- the reason why uh, we have this question is based on a real, um, it's a garden centre actually, the Trebarren Garden Centre in Newton Le Willows, where, which is, is, called Trebarren because it's um, started by two people called Nora and Bert, and Trebarren is Nora and Bert backwards. Oh, yeah. It, it, the local legend has it that um, they're Rick Astley's parents, but, but that is, that's not actually true. Anyway, I digress. They have a system where you, you, you go there, you buy the breakfast, and yeah. you, you get your choice of tea or coffee, you yeah. get um, uh, toast, yeah. and then you're, you, you're allowed four more items. So uh, what would you do? I'd have, I would, I would, I'm a vegetarian, so I would hope they'd have a vegetarian sausage. They do, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would have hash browns. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Um, I'd probably have a fried egg. And um, then I get, oh, would have a scrambled egg. Did you, you did say hash browns. So yeah. I think that might catch you. You're having two hash browns because you, then you've used up your four. What? Oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's four oh, items. Oh. What? <laughs> so it's one hash brown. One hash brown? Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. One hash brown. Yeah, that's the same. So I'm having two hash browns, a sausage, and a, fr- a sausage. Now. You don't have to have two hash browns. You could take not, the hash brown back su- if you I'm want. Not su- I'm not surprised Rick Assis disowned them in that case. <laughs> yes, good point. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're going to um, finish up with uh, the opening song on the album, yep. uh, 20 Things to Do Before You're 30, which is kind of like a, a reply to... Am I right in saying it's kind of a reply to those lists you get in sort of uh, you know, yeah. Sunday supplements? 
yes exactly. things like that saying you know you must go to um, Bali or whatever yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah um, and uh, so you've you've put made a list of sort of what you might call more realistic things well yeah well the idea was I mean whenever I read those they're always always things that are really stupid to do before you're 30 you know, so travel the world. You shouldn't travel the world before you're 30. Because you're an idiot then. You haven't got a clue what you do. I mean, if you travel the world after you're 30, then you go, well, I'll go on TripAdvisor. I'll book my tickets in advance. And you do it properly. Whereas before, what you need to be doing, I always say this again, what you should be doing before you're 30 is drinking as much as you can, staying out as late as you can, and kissing as many people as you possibly can. And more. Because yeah. they're all things that become increasingly difficult later in life. Whereas booking tickets for a train gets a lot easier. Yeah. So this is basically it's a list of things you think, this is what you should be doing because these are things you won't be able to do later on, yeah. Trying to improve With 20 things to 
So that was 20 things to do before you're 30. So how many of those 20 things did you do? Have you done? I I think, well, I'm not going to do, if I haven't done them yet, I'm not going to do them in the future. I, I, I think it's about 14. I think there are 20 actual things in there. There are, list. yeah, there are. And uh, the things I haven't done, uh-huh. um, what haven't I done? Uh, I have done, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't taken laxatives, Chinese way. Uh-huh. I know a couple of people who have. Um, I haven't shaved my head or dyed my hair. Um, often, yeah, I've done those. Uh, I have definitely, I have definitely got so drunk. Like, I did once get so drunk that I hallucinated. There were spaniels walking across my feet. It was awful. I, I haven't smoked bananas, though, although I have close relatives who have. Um, and then for the things at the start, uh, I haven't done a bungee jump. Um, I have actually swum with dolphins, weirdly enough, although they were a long way away at the time. <laughs> it was mostly seals when I did that. Um, and I haven't climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. So, right. yeah, I think, I think it's about 50, 16, 15, 15 to 14, I think, of them I've done. Okay. Well, thank you very much for taking some time out to, yeah, to talk to fun. us. So, uh, you know, go to MJ Hibbert. That's two B's and two T's. Uh, MJHibbert.com. Get the new album, Still Valid. Mark, thank you very much for talking to us. Good evening. Thanks for having us. Cheers, Doug.